This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Audible.com. Start your free 30-day trial and get a free audiobook of your choice by visiting audibletrial.com slash bookstacked and support the show. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Bookmarked, the Young Adult Book Podcast brought to you by Bookstacked.com. This is episode 14, and episode 14 is all about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. We've got a brand new trailer and a lot of new information to go over. We've got all that and more coming up in just a few minutes, so stay with us. But anyway, yes, we're on episode 14. Today we're going to talk about Shadowhunters and Fantastic Beasts. Um, before we get to that, I uh, just wanted to say go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast catcher that you use. Um, and then if you like the show, go ahead and rate us on iTunes because uh, that really helps us out and it helps other people find the show as well. So just go ahead and do that. Um, hopefully, if you like us, yeah, we'd love to hear what you have to say about the show. Um, so before we move on, let's go ahead and talk about who is here. Addie just joined in on the call just in time. So <laughs> hi, Addie. Hi, guys. Um, and then we have Mary. Hi. And finally, Michael. Hello. Awesome, and we're all, and then I'm here, of course, too, Saul. Um, and we're all super excited to talk about uh, Shadowhunters and Fantastic Beasts today. Um, those have been basically the two largest things going on in sort of the book world, yeah. at least the young adult book world recently. It's been kind of quiet, but these are two pretty big things. Um, before we get to that, let's go ahead and start off with what are you reading, as we've been trying to do in the last several episodes. Um, who wants to start? Yeah. Um. Oh, you want to go? <laughs> I'll I'll go. Okay. Uh, I'm reading something strange and deadly by Susan Dennard, who recently released Truthwitch. And yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I've never heard of her. Yeah, she recently Truthwitch came out just uh, at the start of the year and got on the New York Times bestseller list. And something strange and deadly is a series that she released a few years ago. I've been meaning to read literally since I think 2013, uh, and I just decided last week to finally pick it up. Uh, what about you, Mary? Um, it's not a young adult book. It's um, an adult book called Voyager. It's in the Outlander series by Dana Gabaldon. Like, it's taking me so long because it's like such a big book, and the print is so tiny and. <laughs> But it's a good book. I think I've seen people talk about that book. Wait. Oh, no, wait. I've seen people talk about a book called Passenger. Is that a thing? 
Yeah, passengers. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, They're not the same thing then. All right. Sorry. No. <laughs> All right. Very cool. And um, Addie, what have you been up to? I'm actually uh, starting to read uh, Fantastic Beasts. Oh. I got the, I got the the Hogwarts library a couple weeks ago, and so in between my breaks at work, I I'm attempting to read it, but since I work with kids. It's kind of hard to actually get like more than five minutes piece to read more than like a couple of lines at a time. <laughs> right. Well, that book's really like it's pretty short and it's like really funny as well, yeah. just with all like the little scribbles and stuff in the margins. So, and of course, it's a very appropriate choice. <laughs> awesome. I finally finished the two books. I think like the last couple episodes, I've said the same books. I finished two of them finally. Uh, I finished Red Rising by Pierce Brown, and um, Good yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, I, it grew on me. I, I wasn't so sure about it at first, um, but I liked it as I got to the ending. So I'll probably pick up the other two. Um, and then I read Beyond the Red by Ava J. I'm still reading the last Mistborn book, um, but I have started Queen of the Tearling. So yeah, hectic schedule. I know, I've tried to fit too many in. Goodreads messaged me the other day and was like, you've only finished six books out of your 50 books for your goal. And I was like, stop taunting me, Goodreads, okay? <laughs> in the meantime, my cousin's read like 50, 49 books since the beginning of the year. I don't know how she does it, anyway. E-books? Like, the little, like, six no, pages on iBooks? they're novels. What? I know, she's she's a fast reader, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know how she does it. Um, I, well, she's out of school, actually, so that probably uh. works. Um, anyway, so we're going to go on and get to Shadowhunters, um, the TV show. Uh, and just to let our listeners know, Mary might have to leave a little bit early. So yeah. that might be, yeah, that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm trying to, like, rush through this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, because we want to get Mary, we want to let Mary kind of, talk a little bit and express your feelings about Shadowhunters and Fantastic Beasts. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and talk about Shadowhunters, um, the television show. We're also going to talk about Lady Midnight, because that was a really big deal in the Shadowhunters world. But yeah, first let's start off with the television show. Um, let's just go ahead and ask who here got through the television show and watched it, like all the way through? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have. I'm on like ha- I'm like halfway through episode six. Uh. Okay. I know. I mean, I've read. I I've seen the spoilers and what happened. So. Yeah. So we have Addie who's read or who's read not who's watched half of it. Um, and Mary and Michael who've watched all of it. And it's my confession time. I never really did get. Past- <laughs> I never did get past episode two. It's understandable, though. It's understandable. All right. Well, see, yeah, you guys, I'm going to let you guys take over this conversation. Um, Right now, you guys can talk about Shadowhunters, because I really don't have anything much I can contribute to it, other than what I contributed in the past Shadowhunters episode. Um, So there are a couple talking points on the dock, but, you know, you guys go ahead and whatever you want. You guys tell us, what did you think about the show? I liked it better as it got on. Is it like, each week I liked it better. I think it's just maybe they were getting into the characters more. Um, 
Um, and it got to the point where I was able to separate the TV show and the book, um, probably around like episode eight or nine. And that's when I really started to like it, though I didn't sometimes like how they mixed books and got things earlier than like they were supposed to. Yeah, I just I, I found it entertaining. Like at the end of the day, it, it, it isn't as good as I wanted it to be. But, yeah. You know, I, I watched it and I, I found it enjoyable. I think I'm the same. I sort of as it went on, I started to enjoy it more and sort of distanced it, distanced it from the book. I think it was yeah. episode 10, that really weird alternate universe episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I just laughed so much at that. And that's like when I finally like said, okay, it's not a book. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. And that's sort of when I started to enjoy it. More <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was watching a couple of episodes last night. And even though some, like, some, serious, or, like, some serious action scenes, I could just not help but laugh at how like some yeah. of the laughs were so cheesy or like the effects were so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think after episode two, I was just like, this is just a TV show with the mm-hmm. I, that was like born off of the idea of the book. I'm not even like, yeah, mm-hmm. have any like expectation to be like super mega faithful or at least like halfway faithful to the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It, it is getting better as it goes on, but it's just, I don't know. I think, I don't know. A lot of the effects are really kind of corny and cheesy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Making you laugh, which kind of like ruins the mood of the certain scene. Yeah, a lot of it felt really, really Disney Channelish. Like a lot of the stuff that was. Oh happening. yeah. Like that's just when I saw it. I thought, like, came to terms with the fact that it's not going to be <laughs> what I wanted it to be. But I'll, yeah. I'll just I'll watch it and enjoy it because you know. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's, it's a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I just I wish they thought like the sort of like the aesthetic of the movie. Like, <laughs> I thought the aesthetic of the movie was great, but like the rest of it wasn't. And then with the TV show, a lot of like the actors were great, the script wasn't. But if yeah. it had been sort of more like the movie, it would have sort of been better. But I actually like the movie more than the TV show. Yeah. I, I want to kind of agree with that, too. Yeah, I mean, oh, I keep this is really interesting, because I know people really hated the, the movie. So. Yeah. I like the movie. I, except for that ending, I really like the movie. I'm going to rewatch the movie soon, so I'll just take like, <laughs> what I prefer. Like, they both had their strong points and weak points, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that kind of bothered me was watching the episodes is in some scenes it like you see the actors having like a dialogue between them but it sounds like it's a voiceover or like the audio isn't in sync with the actors like actions of speaking ADR <laughs> I'm just like oh I'm like I I don't know what, it bothers me yeah do you guys, like, now that you've seen the first season, are you happy that they decided to give it another shot? Or do you think it would have been better had they just left it alone? Personally, I'm glad they're giving it a second season because ABC Family, also known now as Freeform, has a tendency of cutting, of leaving, uh, like, shows that have, like, potential, leaving, leaving them at a cliffhanger and then just canceling the show without any notice. Oh, yeah. It just frustrated me on so many levels for so many occasions. So I'm kind of glad that they are giving Shadowhunters a second season. 
hopefully, you know, they will accept feedback and, you know, get better special effects that don't look so, mm -hmm. like, Disney Channel-ish, like Michael said. <laughs> I'm quite. I'm. I'm interested to see the second season. Like, uh, like as you're saying, I like to see if they take the feedback yeah. and sort of like improve on the stuff that they didn't do well. Yeah. I don't. I honestly don't know how they got a second season. Oh like, no, me neither. I, I don't understand. But I mean, go for it. <laughs> Why not? Well, like the first episode, their ratings were like the highest. Uh like TV show has been for the pilot in like three years or something yeah, for Freeform. Yeah. Seen a comment that was like, can we just take the second season and make it the first season but better? <laughs> <laughs> season one two point mm. So has the general consensus have you guys like kinda noticed the general consensus in the fandom? Is it was it kind of negative or did most people like it? Uh, I think everyone saw it just like the same as us, kind of like in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it was like super high. Like, people want like they were high expectations towards the beginning, and it's just sort of been going like downhill a little, and then just yeah. stays like. Yeah, it's all leveled out. It's, like stagnant. Like we're waiting to see what is happening. Mm. Yeah. I think one of the like. Every week, I was just excited to go on YouTube and watch Paul and Bananas' review. Oh, yeah. She's, like, crazy. I don't yeah. know if she's crazy, but she's very energetic in her I videos. love her, though. <laughs> she done a review, like, after every single episode, and it was, like, honestly more entertaining than the actual show. Which is oh, wow. <laughs> and, yeah, like, that, that's what made me watch some of the episodes, like, a few weeks, especially at the start. Episodes three, four, five. I just wanted to see what she thought of it. <laughs> That's why I watched. That's pretty awesome. When book BookTube is like more entertaining than <laughs> the actual TV show. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, um, anything else you guys want to add to that, or? Uh, yeah, I think she's uh, episode ten. Sorry, like was the best. It was the alternate universe one, and everything was so bizarre and like all the characters were the opposite of how they are in real life and like as I said earlier that's the that's the episode that just made me more entertained by it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be not... Anyone else have a favorite episode? Episode eleven. Cause that was Malik. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't have a favorite episode because I'm only halfway through. But I'd have to say I love Harry Shum Jr. as Magnus. Oh, yes. I think he's the best thing on that show. Yeah. <laughs> I really like uh, Roberto, though, too. Oh, yeah. I think I feel like, like the writers are exaggerating the fact that Simon's kind of, like, like giddy. Like, he, like, blabbers when he's too nervous, and they just make him blabber all the time. Like, they overplay that. So it's kind of getting a little bit on my nerves, but yeah, I like him. He's funny. He's, he's being. I think the writing has gone better as the episodes have gone. Yeah. Gone on. Well, very cool. <laughs> I guess that's it then. Have uh, inspired you to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys inspired me to watch it? Yeah. Um. Okay, like on the, on the level of from, I'll watch it because I'm bored, or um, I'll watch it if there's no, there's nothing else to watch 
Like, they, they were like, would you rather, like, do, like, a whole, like, the worst chore that you can think of or watch Shadowhunters? <laughs> Which would it be? The worst chore I could think of is cleaning the toilet. <laughs> which I'll probably ha- end up doing later today anyway. <laughs> and I usually listen to audiobooks as I'm doing that, so I'll probably take the toilet. Uh, <laughs> we haven't inspired you to watch that on. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. Maybe someday. Maybe. But yeah. Uh, thanks for trying. <laughs> um, man. Right. Mary, do you have to leave right now? Yes, I do. Oh, uh, man. Okay. Sorry you couldn't be here for uh, Fantastic Beasts, but... Yeah. I really do love that trailer, though. Just, like, put in that two cents. Like, that was probably the highlight of my week. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> with that. Okay. I will see you guys later. Thanks for being here with us. Bye. Bye. You're welcome. See ya. Bye. Um, so, moving on... Also in the Shadowhunters world is Lady Midnight. I really don't know what this is. I just know it's a book. Um, and I know I've seen a lot of people talk about it. Mm. I know that we've covered a bit of it on the website. So you guys, or I, well, I think Michael's the one who's read it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Michael, what is Lady Midnight? What did you think about it? Uh, Lady Midnight is the first book in the third, is it the third? Shadowhunters series the trilogy, uh, and it's it's set after the first series, after the Mortal Instruments, and it's set in Los Angeles, and I thought it was very good. Yeah, it was, oh, well, my cat just fell off the window, sorry. <laughs> Wait, what? I just heard a noise and my cat was just falling off of the windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but your cat didn't fall out the window. Oh, no, not out, oh, okay. That's what it sounded like you said. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I can't sleep. Anyway, what was I um, Yeah, it's, it was it was really good. Uh, it's probably one of the best Shadowhunters books so far. Uh, I guess you can tell that the writing has got a lot better. It wasn't that bad to begin with, and yeah, it's just an entertaining book. There's so you got the Mortal Instruments series, then you got Infernal Devices. Is that the other one? Yeah, and found the basis was the Victorian London. One. Yeah, and then this one, what's this, the series called? This, oh, this is the the Dark Artifices. Okay. It's quite hard to say with my accent. <laughs> uh, and then I think next year or the year after, there's another series starting, which is set after the Infernal Devices, but before the Mortal Instruments. And then I think there's another one coming out, and I'm just getting quite lost. Right. Sandra Clare books because there's just so many. Well, you've written an article on this, I'm pretty sure. I think I like, did. Like, wrote it a couple of years ago, and it still yeah. like gets visitors every once in a while. I notice. Oh, oh that's good. It's like we need like a timeline, like a guide of how to read all the Shadowhunter oh. World books. Yeah, because there's I think there's there's two series of novellas or short stories as well that are apparently. I haven't read either of them yet, but apparently if you read them, they sort of inform how you read Lady Midnight, and I'm just, I get so confused. But you liked Lady Midnight then? You would recommend yeah. it? I definitely would, yeah. I gave it five stars and good reads. So. Awesome. So if there's nothing else to say about Shadowhunters, then 
Well, I'm I'm at September fifth. Oh, oh yeah, you. I I keep forgetting. I keep. I I forgot before it happened. I remembered the day before the the signing was happening, and then like I keep forgetting that it happened, and I keep seeing I've still got the book lying out with the signature on it. I'm like, oh yeah, remember that. So what was it like meeting Cassandra Clare? It was nice. It was the yeah. She was a nice person. Well, I only had like twenty seconds to talk to her while she was signing the book, but she smiled a lot. So I have a question. What do you say when you meet an author? Well, first of all, you don't make a fool out of yourself. This happened to me this last week too, and like, cause um, I took the Brandon Sanderson writing novel class, mm. and our final was this week, which was a pizza party and a book signing. <laughs> and so that sounds cool. I went over there and got my book signed, and I literally didn't know what to say. I was just standing there, like, like I don't know, like a pancake or something. And so, like, <laughs> what do you, what do you say when you get to an author? Because I'm like, I've met, I met John Green as well a couple of years ago, and like, that was the first time I'd ever met like a really famous author, and I genuinely had no idea what to say. And it's, I'd been waiting in a in a line for an hour and a half. Before I actually got to him, and I, I don't know why I didn't think in advance, like, oh, I should say something interesting about his book, or I should, I should make a joke, or I should do anything, and I just kind of got up to him, and I was like, oh, I, I, I really like the book. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks. And then that was it. I just had to walk away. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There needs to be like a class or a guide. Yeah. We could write a guide. Actually, we shouldn't because we don't know the answer. Oh, but, we should write a guide of what not to do. A guide of suggestions. Of suggestions. <laughs> I remember when I met Veronica Roth for the first time, I was in line for like an hour, hour and a half as well. And people were talking like, oh, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that. I'm like, I should say something. And I had the question like made up in my mind, which was um, for the first Divergent book, where did she get, you know, where did she get the idea um, to put in the joke about the chocolate cake? How Tris has never had cake. Yeah. And I went up. I completely botched my. I was like, I was like, where did you get a thing for the cake? And she's and she looked at me like, I was like, I was like, like I was like, I'm so like, I'm so sorry. I made the chocolate cake. And she's like, oh, she's like, I was bored and I just wrote it down and I thought it was fun and so I just kept it in. And I was like, thank you. But then after the next year, I didn't make an idiot of myself. I, <laughs> I actually prepared. I was like, don't repeat what happened last year. <laughs> I actually dropped my book in front of Cassandra Clare the other day as well. That was very embarrassing. Like, you know, whenever you go up to get your book signed by an author, there's always like the helper person who like yeah. takes the book and opens it to the right page. Like, I was I was holding the book open already, and I went up to the table and I was just going to hand it to Cassandra Clare, and then the helper like put her hands out to take it, and like I sort of got stuck in the middle, and I just kind of let go of it. And it just tumbled out of the table. And, like, there was the guy that was, like, using my phone to take pictures. I've actually got a picture of me, like, with my hands out and Cassandra Clare reaching forward and the book's just lying in the middle. It's just so embarrassing. <laughs> well, see, if we do end up opening up a Bookstacked Instagram account, that should be our first picture. Oh, my God, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it would be pretty funny. <laughs> we'll see how I feel about it. After that. <laughs> let, let the embarrassment die down. 
<laughs> you know who I wouldn't really know what to say if I met, like, or who... Uh, did that make sense? Yeah. If, okay, yeah. If I met J.K. Rowling, I don't even know what. Anybody would know what to do. <laughs> Honestly, I, I would cry. Yeah, that's what I think I would do. I'd probably be shaking like crazy and just, like, hoping, like, that my book just doesn't, sh- like, ridiculously shake in my hands. And I would try not to cry. But I would, or, like, I would, be, I would keep composed for, like, the two seconds she's signing my book. And the moment I turn away, I start bawling. She's probably used to that by now, though. People have been, like, completely starstruck in front of her. Probably. That, that's someone who I really would not know what to say. I'd just be like, what the heck? Oh, or I could ask her, like, what's the deal with Newt Scamander being expelled? I could ask her that. Good um, question. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which... <laughs> Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The trailer came out this last week. As Mary said, it was the highlight of... Or it wasn't this last week. It was like two weeks ago, I think, maybe. It was last week, wasn't it? Was it? It came out during this last month. Let's say that. MTV, Award, MTV Movie Awards, wasn't yes. it? Yes, I think so. Which I didn't watch, but supposedly when Eddie Redmayne got up there on the stage, he said J.K. Rowling. Mm. I take offense to that. I know, me too. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> He's probably nervous, though, because I don't think... Yeah, I mean, I don't think Eddie's ever done that kind of thing. Well, didn't he win... Isn't he, like... Didn't he but win that, Oscar for Best yeah, Actor? Yeah, but it wasn't for, like... I mean, I mean, like, uh, like the MTV Movie Awards are so completely different from, you know, regular... Yeah. Like, award yeah. shows. So, I mean, MTV has a weird way of doing things. So, I don't know. I think he might have just been nervous trying to hope, like, not to mess it up with... Cause, I mean, most viewers of the movie awards on MTV are, you know, like, teenagers and stuff. And, you know, the previous movies he's done and won awards for aren't exactly, you know, teenage material. Uh-huh. Audience. So, it's different. It's a good point. The MTV movie awards are kind of weird. I used to watch them. And then I just remember I got scarred and I was just like, eh. <laughs> I think I only watched one a few years ago and there was like a giant fire display and like crazy stuff happening and I was like I'll just read about it online. Yeah. I remember I would just watch for like especially during the Harry Potter years, just to see like the trailers or like the specials that they would like show during the award show and that was it. That's all I would watch the M T V movie awards for. Because they would show like previews of like Harry Potter movies or like a special interview or a featurette or something. Right. Well, I mean, and with that in mind, this really brought back the old days, for me at least. When I saw this trailer, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's just like watching an old Harry Potter trailer. I would watch them over and over again. I would get, like, so ridiculously excited for the movie. So, like, what did you guys think about the trailer? Just, like, your general thoughts and impressions. I felt like I was, like, 12 again watching a Harry Potter trailer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just kind of the same, like... I don't know if this makes sense, but like, even when I was watching it, I felt like I, I didn't know what I was expecting. It felt sort of like, is this really happening? It's like, then the Harry Potter music hit, and I've just started falling. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's real, it's here. Yeah, I, I, I remember, uh, like, it wasn't even halfway through the trailer, and I started getting, like, chills all over. Like, I started getting really excited, and 
I would like start not hyperventilating, but like getting super super excited to the point where I had to slow slow down and control my breathing. I would get so excited for them, and I kind of felt that way. And then the and then the Hedwig's theme started, and then I just kind of started crying. That was really, I think, like what made it exciting for me was the music. I mean, the visuals look amazing as well, and we'll get into that in a second. But like, when it was when the Harry Potter music started, and I just wasn't expecting it. Like, I thought they would kind of do like a little spin-off twist type of version or something, but yeah. it was just straight on Hedwig's theme, and it sounded yeah. so epic and like so well done. And for yeah, just like what you guys said, that's the part where I was just like, oh my gosh, this is this is happening. Yeah. I was super excited. Like, I mean, I was excited enough because of the. I, I really do want to see the movie because it is, you know, the Harry Potter world and stuff. But then when, you know, the the uh, the music started, I was just like, I I I was I really wasn't expecting them, expecting the music. Sorry. So it was just kind of a nice surprise and just added to the excitement. Yeah, when the music hit, that was really just the moment where it was like. Made it sort of real that it was a real sort of. I don't want to say Harry Potter. Don't want to say Harry Potter film, but you know, it's like that's when it made it. Right. So, like, what little parts of the trailer kind of stuck out to you guys, apart from the music? Then, like, was there anything else that just really struck you as you were watching it? I'm just really excited to see. Um, I mean, I haven't read the books, the book yet, like all the way through, but I am excited to see. Um, Eddie Redmayne, I'm a big fan of his, so I'm just excited to see how he uh, he does in the film. I mean, I'm not worried about, you know, the film not being true to the book because, you know, uh, J.K. is um, was involved in it, and, you know, David Yates, who's directed, like, half of the Harry Potter series, is directing, or did direct Fantastic Beasts, so I'm not worried about them, you know, messing up. The movie. Right. I'm just really interested to see what the deal with the suitcase is. Like, it's, it's, like it's got beasts in it, or and then at the end of it, he's like going into it and going underground through it. I don't know. I just right. I it, it kind of looks like that's where his little study is, because you're like, yeah, like you said, he's walking in it, and yeah. then there's this scene at the end, toward the end, where he's like in this room. Right? I think it's like a portable study room thing. I don't know. <laughs> I just, like, it just looks so magical. Like, <laughs> I just want to know. It looks fun. Definitely. I'm really... Of, go ahead. No, I was like, I'm just really excited to see it. Like, as more and more trailers come out, you know, in the next couple of months... So, I mean, is it, and the one that came out last week is only the teaser, so can you guys imagine when we get, you know, the actual full trailer? Well, I thought that was, like, the full trailer, because we did well, have a teaser before, didn't we? Well, I think that was just, like, the, wasn't that one, like, 15 seconds or 30 seconds, and it was just, like... It was short. It was, like, mega short. Because right now I'm on, I'm on the YouTube, uh, I'm on YouTube uh, watching the trailer, and it says... A teaser trailer. I'm on the Warner Brothers official YouTube page channel, I mean, and it's telling me that it's a teaser trailer. 
I thought that right. was just the full one that came out. Oh, well, that's exciting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, you never even know these days with trailers. Like, they have trailers for trailers. Yeah. <laughs> and with Star Wars, then, the new the Rogue One, it was like... Oh, my gosh. A, a Let's not start on that, because yeah. we, could, we could start a whole podcast on <laughs> Star Wars. we got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, one of the things that really stuck out to me in this... Um, there was, like, that, that Shaw for America, like, this whole, like, political... You can tell there's, like, a political edge to this movie, which J.K. Rowling has always kind of done in her books. Um, any thoughts or theories on what you guys think all that might have to do with, like, what what this is about? Because I have a couple thoughts, but I'm just curious if you guys have a... Yeah, I don't really have any theories. I don't think... I'm trying just to go into it not knowing much. Like, I just kind of want to enjoy it when it comes so. oh then in that case maybe I shouldn't share my thoughts <laughs> well, no, you can go, I mean I'm, I'm like you can share your theories I just don't want to think up my own <laughs> right <laughs> but did you guys read like the wizarding the history of magic in North America stuff no no Okay. I feel so ashamed. Like I feel like a bad Harry Potter fan because <laughs> in our defense we've had how many years of a break yeah like, everyone's talking about these, like, other wizarding schools around the world, and I don't know what anyone's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got the American school, Ilvermorny. Yeah. We learn a lot about the magical Congress of the United States, which is basically, like, the Ministry of Magic yeah. for uh, America. But anyway, there's just some really interesting stuff, and I guess if you guys, like, want to go in knowing absolutely nothing, I won't say anything. But um, it looks like, I mean, I don't know for sure. It's just theories, right? But, I mean, it definitely looks like these, I think there's like three or four pieces of writing on the history of North America. It's definitely, it feels like a prequel almost to um, Fantastic Beasts. It's kind of setting the stage for that. So there are a couple of things in there that might kind of point to what the conflict is going to be in the movie. So, yeah, if anybody is interested in that, I would highly recommend going to Pottermore and just reading up on that. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up was, like, uh, what's the deal with Newt being expelled? Apparently, in his biography in Fantastic Beasts, the book, it says that he graduated Hogwarts. Well, JK got some explaining to do, because... <laughs> That's what I would say if I met, if I ever met J.K. Rowling, he'd be like, on this page of Fantastic Beasts, you said that he graduated. Exactly. But then in the movie, explain yourself, Joe. But then what if she like gave you the evil eye, just like, oh no, you figured me out? I don't know. <laughs> just start apologizing. <laughs> then it would be really awkward. <laughs> That's probably one of the things you shouldn't do when you meet an author is like confront them about their inconsistencies yeah. and their. <laughs> It would be like, I mean, I would do it. I mean, it, I mean, if I nerves didn't overtake me, but I'd be like trying to, like for months, trying to think up of a way to ask without it sounding rude and, like, and you know, like insulting like their writing process. Well, I just thought that was really interesting, and it kind of just adds this whole like aspect to it. Like, I, I'm almost thinking like maybe Newt is trying to prove himself now that he got kicked out of Hogwarts. Uh, but and then on graduated like with an honorary like degree from Hogwarts. 
Right. But yeah, I was just thinking, like, maybe he got kicked out, and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to prove everybody wrong, but then in the end, he ends up, like, almost destroying New York City, so he's not doing a very good job. <laughs> but I mean, I'm like, I'm sure JK, I mean, we all know that she has, like, this huge, like, she's built this universe that only she knows, and she, like, releases tidbits, like, in, like, super mega small quantities at a time, so I mean, it wouldn't surprise, it doesn't really surprise me that later on, you know, we will find out, you know... An explanation for this, like, you know, is he or is he not expelled? Right. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm expecting. But just like interesting, kind of maybe gives us insight into the plot and where it's going. But yeah. Any other thoughts on the Fantastic Beast trailer, other than that it's like amazing? I think that's that's pretty much it. It's all I thought. Rewatching it, crying, just thinking about how good it is. <laughs> Definitely. Well, sticking to the Harry Potter news, we're going to go ahead and end our uh, podcast discussing The Cursed Child just very briefly. So did you guys see the new video that came out just a couple of days ago? No, I just retweeted it on to the <laughs> to the uh, site, the Twitter site. Yeah, I noticed somebody did that, so thanks. <laughs> oh, um, I haven't watched it, though. It's really short, and it's just basically J.K. Rowling, like, sitting down discussing with the writers and producers, and she talks about how she doesn't... Well, she First, she says, like, the Harry Potter fandom is great because it kind of, like, watches out for each other, and she talks about how, like, people are especially... People like to avoid spoilers, and oftentimes, or at least she says in the Harry Potter fandom, we seem to respect that. But I'm, like, here sitting here thinking the previews for this show start, like, a month before the actual show begins. So there's going to be, like, hundreds and hundreds of people, like, maybe thousands of people who have seen this play before it's actually released to the public, like, the showing and the book. So how does somebody avoid spoilers? Well, I mean, I think... I don't know. I I mean, I think, you know, the, the Harry Potter universe had anything to do with J.K. Rowling is sort of, like, sacred in, like, the literary world. You know, when people do have, like, this, like, respect, you know, for, you know, the fandom and, you know, most things related to it. So, I mean, I, I'm assuming that there'll be, like, you know, reviews of the play without spoilers. I mean, there might be that, you know, that one or two, uh, one, two, one or two people who, you know, won't give a care and just be like, you know, I'm going to be evil and spoil it for the rest of the world. Yeah. But I mean, if they're, I mean, if they're, if the screenplay, I mean, not the, the screenplay, the script is going to be sold in book format, then, I mean, I don't see that there'll be much, no spoilers to worry about. Well, that's the thing, because there's going to be a preview showing first. So what happens is they'll like, they're still trying to like work out the script, so they'll show it for like a month or so, and people will see the play, but they're going to be changing it every night. Yeah. Um. What exactly they'll be changing, we don't know. Like they discuss it a little bit in the video as well. So it could be like just little small little lines of dialogue, or it could be like other things. Basically, it'd be like how like an audience reacts to it. Yeah, that's what they're looking for. Just like change little bits. Yeah. Laugh at a joke, they'll like put in a new one or take it out. Exactly. But then like. There, that's going on for like a month, and then it's open to the public where they finalize the script, and that's when the book comes out. Well, then I'm assuming then this is just from from 
this is just my thought, then I would be assuming that, you know, since, you know, the previews aren't necessarily open to the public, those types of events t- tend to be, you know, super exclusive. And mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, they might be, you know, asked to sign confidentiality agreements. Maybe. I just, well, the previews, you were able to buy tickets for the previews, so the public was actually able to buy tickets for them, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, but, see, I think, I agree with J.K. Rowling, like, I don't think the fandom's going to spoil it for each other. I think no. we have that respect. It's like more journalists. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, 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 the critics who always sort of like bash on like YA or middle grade kids books, like they'll probably be the ones to write up reviews and say like just like carelessly. Right, and like, what, like because every time J.K. Rowling even tweets or breathes, it becomes like a headline. Yeah. I know, and then and then she roasts them. And it's hilarious. But they don't stop. And so, like, what I'm thinking is they're going to go watch this, watch it, and they're going to want to have, like, the scoop. And so they're going to give us, like, a synopsis on everything, which, like, yeah, we don't have to read. But like you mentioned, Addy, there are always people out there who are willing to spoil things for you. And they're the ones who are going to go read the synopsises and just post them all over the place. So Probably best to just go offline. For a month. <laughs> yeah, just disconnect from the world, from social media in the world for a month. Seems like the only way that you can completely avoid spoilers these days is to just not do anything. Right. And I had Star Wars spoiled for me. So oh. I'm just like, no. Did your cat just type on the Google Yeah, she did. She wanted to supposed to climb over my computer, but... Just the collar on. She just gives no. It's all good. That was funny. <laughs> I'm just watching it slowly. <laughs> oh yeah. But um. Anyway, that was just a thought. Like maybe it's something we just can't avoid, or like we have to completely disconnect ourselves, which I don't really see me doing. But um. Yeah, just an interesting thing to think about. I think. Avoid comments. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. YouTube comments, like, that's what spoils me. Like, I'll go back to Allegiant. Like, I was watching some random video that had nothing to do with the Divergent series. And, like, I scrolled down, and this is when top comments were still a thing on YouTube, I think. And, like, the top comment was just, you know, the two words that I'm not going to say. It was an Allegiant spoiler? Yeah, it was... The Allegiance. The Allegiance. (laughs) Yeah, so just like something to keep in mind, I guess, like if you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, otherwise, nothing else really to say about Cursed Child. I'm sure we'll hear a lot about it as uh, the previews begin to open, and we'll try to stay away from all the uh, crazy spoilers. (laughs) I think she also mentioned that, you know, there were going to be certain characters from the original series sort of popping up in the play or uh-huh. mentioned in the play. Right. I saw that in passing, so I'm not really sure about the details Are of you that. thinking about the play or the movie? Or Fantastic Beasts? I have no idea. It's one of the two. Like I said, I saw it in passing. Because the play is a sequel. It work. Right. So. Maybe if you never long bottom, doesn't he go on to become a teacher at Hogwarts? I think so. He might be in the play. Well, yeah, I mean, I would expect to see 
characters from the books in the play because it's a sequel. Yeah. So, but I think she did say something about that, about the uh, Fantastic Beast movie. And we already know that Dumbledore is mentioned yeah. in the trailer, so... This is, I'm actually just, like, just now realizing that this year we're getting both, like, before and after Harry Potter. Like, Isn't that crazy? Whoa. I just, I don't know how I've not sort of realized, or, like... Because J.K. Rowling just plans all of this and blows our minds. <laughs> From her house in Scotland. It is a good year to be a Harry Potter fan. Definitely. Yeah. So I think we'll go ahead and start to wrap up the show. For May, I don't think there's a lot going on still. I think the biggest thing that's happening in May, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, is the last Fifth Wave book. Oh, yeah. I think that's in the end of May, I think. I think it's at the very end of May. Yeah. I know uh, Y'all West is happening. Yes, it's happening next week. Y'all West is happening next week, and I... There's a good chance that I might be able to go, but just for Sunday. Hmm. I'm jealous. BookCon is happening as well, and I was able to get in, but it does not look like I will be able to go. So it's very depressing. I keep getting these emails, and it's like, when you come to Y'all West, stop by this booth and chat with our authors. And I'm like, ah, I can't, though. So anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm going on Sunday because it's when there's the most like YA authors that you know that I know that we talk about like uh, Marie Lou. Um, I know Victoria Aveyard's gonna be there. Yeah. Um, I went to a panel with Victoria Aveyard at the LA Times uh, Festival of Books, which is pretty funny. I just did not end up writing an article about it, which I feel kind of bad about. <laughs> I have. I'll, I'll put it up eventually. Like probably like with the wall, with the yellow list. When if I end up going to yellow list, I'm fighting with my cat right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> For the listeners, you can't see the video feed. Addie's cat has been attacking her basically for the last 20 minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I'm trying not to let it affect the recording, but I'm kind of failing. It's all good. We'll make do. But yeah, so I guess this upcoming month in the book world, we've got book conventions and uh, the fifth wave ends. That's about as much as I can think yeah, of. Think Otherwise, do we want to kind of let everybody know where to find us online? So um, I can be found on Twitter um, at Fearless Whovian. Just like it sounds, no funny spellings or anything on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm on Twitter as well, at, at underscore Michael Burns. And I hate the underscore in my Twitter name, just to let everyone know. There's someone on Twitter who just has Michael Burns. And he hasn't, he hasn't tweeted since 2009. And I'm just so annoyed at him. That is the worst. I used to want my full name too, Saul Marquez, but that somebody also took that one. So I'm just Saul Mark, S A U L M A R Q, and I've made do with that one. Um, you can also find Bookstacked um, just at Bookstacked, pretty simple and easy. Um, and we are also on Facebook, so just search for us there, and maybe possibly soon on Instagram. Um, picture of Michael dropping his book is not promised. <laughs> 
no promises there, but <laughs> I was kind of hoping you forgot. <laughs> it's like, like like a throwback Thursday or something. I can draw a picture of you dropping a book. That might be kind of funny. Uh, see how close you get. <laughs> no, we probably won't have that on there, but be looking for that because uh, our plan is to launch that very soon um, on the website. Um, and then also, like we said in the beginning of the show, subscribe to us um, with whatever you use to listen to podcasts. And also, if you like the show, please review it. It really does help the show out. Just believe me. Uh, it helps people find the show, and also we like hearing what you have to say. Um, we read everything that gets sent to us, all like four things that people have ever commented on the show. I just so. remember the, the, the first time we got a comment, and like you sent it to the group chat, and we all spent about half an hour just really excited that something <laughs> Yeah, we get excited to know that we're not talking into like the black, dark void mm. of the internet. <laughs> If you like the show, yeah, just let um, go ahead, leave a rating on iTunes. Um, you can also, of course, contact us. Just go to bookmarkedshow.com. There is a contact page there. If you want, if you had any like thoughts on anything that we discussed today, maybe you disagreed with us on something, um, and you just kind of wanted to give in your two cents, go ahead and send it, and we might read it on the show. So I think we will go ahead and end there. So thank you, everybody, for being here with us today. And we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.